Hey, welcome everybody to the Rockman Power Hour. My name is Jason Rockman, and um, we are very, very excited about a lot of really new stuff that's happening here on the Rockman Power Hour. Um, not only do we have Ivan Doriszczuk, uh, founding member of Men Without Hats with us today, but we've got a brand new title sponsor that is joining the Rockman Power Hour, and we're very, very excited about having them with us. Before we get to that, though, I'd like to bring in my co-host, Ryan Stick. Ryan, what's going on? Hey. Oh. I am... It's going well. What are you decked out in? What do you got on there? I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not selling out. I'm buying in, Jason. <laughs> You're buying in. All right. Well, listen. We we uh, we're very very happy here at Rockman Power Hour to to welcome our title sponsor uh, for the podcast, Heartbeat Hot Sauce. Um, now, if you don't know uh, the Heartbeat Hot Sauce Company, they're wonderful. Now, this is what their stuff usually looks like okay it's they have a beautiful box like this and they'll send you out a bunch of great sauces like that wow and uh, yeah and, it, and i've got a lot to tell you about heartbeat but th that is that is heartbeat hot sauce a canadian company out of thunder bay now this is what you will get this is what heartbeat hot sauce looks like at my house <laughs> and the reason why it looks like this is because I've been using this stuff for about two years and it, there's always empty bottles in my fridge because <laughs> we plow through this stuff. So Ryan, what I like about heartbeat, there's a lot mm. of things I like about heartbeat and like me, like, look at this dude. This is, these things are worn in. All right. <laughs> I throw this shit on everything I eat. And, um, that'd be hilarious if you were faking it and you were just like, Julia, quick, quick. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> so, so, okay. So I'll tell you about heartbeat. All right. Um, heartbeat are uh, a company out of Thunder Bay, Ontario, um, started by, uh, a guy named Al and, um, and his gal. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a wonderful company because they make amazing hot sauce. Okay. And when you think, Thunder Bay and hot sauce, it might not be something that is immediately comes together, but these guys are going to put Thunder Bay on the map um, when it comes to uh, being entrepreneurs, because this stuff is wonderful, Ryan. Um, I've been using- Oh, I know. It, well, so, you, so you got your, <laughs> have you just been like slamming it back or what? I've never received a big box of anything before. <laughs> like, so it was a little overwhelming because usually yeah. I have that one hot sauce in the fridge for six months and I'm just like, even if it sucks, yeah. It's like, it's hot sauce, it makes rice interesting. But like, uh, I was really amazed with how much, um, when you buy a box of this stuff, especially mm -hmm. like the, the quality and the variety that each taste gives. And it's not yeah. that hot for the sake of hot that doesn't have a flavor. No, not Even at all. Though there are hotter ones. And I kind of like that. Cause I like punishing myself in a way. It, it, <laughs> it's exactly what you said. It's, it's hot sauce that you really can enjoy. Um, and, and there's cause there's so many, so many different kinds and so many different varieties and they're just, they're adding them as we, you know, I, I, I okay. So I've been a client of heartbeat for about three years. Um, I've been buying their sauce. Someone turned them on to me and, um, and I just started ordering it. And, um, what's great about their stuff is they're always adding new flavors. They're always doing interesting collaborations. Like, you know, they're working with Dustin Poirier. Um, now Dustin Poirier, I think now is the number two or number three ranked UFC fighter in the world. Okay. Um, in his weight class and Dustin Poirier's hot sauce is with heartbeat. So I think that's really, really rad. It's really, really good. He's got two of them now. Um, I like his one a lot, actually. It's that's the really hot one. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's yeah. great. You know, and then they have something like this one, the dill pickle, um, dill pickle Serrano. Um, which th mm. this went so quick in our house. I don't even have the empty bottle anymore. I was like, Wait, the, where's the dill pickle sauce? But what's good about their sauces is that you can use them on everything. Um, you know, 
and I even started when I started scrambling eggs, I started just throwing a bit in the scrambled egg mixture and just scramble it and then fry up the eggs and it just gave it a little something. So I'm excited about heartbeat hot sauce being with us. Um, I think they're a perfect fit for what we're doing, Ryan. Uh, it's a product that I believe in and I know now that you've tried it, you believe in it. So, uh, we oh, just yeah. want to welcome them to the podcast and uh, we wanted to give them a nice warm welcome. Go check them out. They're, um, they're at uh, heartbeat hot sauce. Uh, the website is, uh, the website is heartbeathotsauce.com and um, they're on Instagram. Great company out of Thunder Bay. So we're really, really excited to bring them on board as our title sponsor of the Rockman Power Hour. So welcome. Welcome. Uh, now, Ivan Doris Chuck. This is a, uh, a, a guy who did something that maybe a handful of people on the planet have been able to do. And that's write a song that everyone in the world knows. Do you know anyone else that's done that, Ryan? I mean, I know the Beatles have done it, okay? But I'm talking about a song that has spanned the globe. If you start singing Safety Dance, anywhere in the world, people will know it. And that is an unthinkable task. Yeah. What's funny, though, is that nobody knows that it's called Safety Dance. <laughs> you know, right. they always yeah. think, they always call it, you can dance if you want to, you know? So I, 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 you know, Ryan, I'm a big Men Without Hats fan. Um, oh, yeah. I've been a Hats fan for ever since I've been a kid, uh, ever since I heard Safety Dance. But the album that really, really got me and 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 held me as a fan was Pop Goes the World. Pop Goes the World's one of my one one of my Desert Island discs, one of my favorite albums of all time. Um, there's stuff that's going on on that record that uh, I had never heard before. You know, when, when I when I heard that album, and and to this day, there's there's some original stuff on there that just blows me away there's there's music and songs that speak to me on 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 emotional level that record was there for me when i was going through a really really hard time as a uh, as a teenager so i i love men without hats and it's i guess it's been about 10 years or 11 years that they they've made a comeback um they put out their first album back then and um and now they've got another album and uh ivan has blown me away with how incredibly talented he is and how relevant he stayed because this guy a lot of people write him off as a one two hit wonder um you know for pop goes the world and for safety dance but there's so much more to this guy um if, if you get deeper into the records they're, they're really great songs and the new album ryan is so good i hadn't heard it when i talked to ivan um i hadn't gotten it yet and i just got it yesterday and it is so good this record is so so good um, from front to back, you know, a lot of bands will put out new albums from the eighties that they don't even sound the same. Their voices aren't the same. It's not the same band. And it just doesn't, you're like, what are you doing? And that's normal. Like on a musical journey, you're going to change. You know, if you've been doing music for 40 years, it's very, very possible that you're going to change the direction you go in. You're going to change the style. You might be, um, you know, you might be trying to keep up with musical trends, but men without hats never did that because they're in their own lane and this record is I, I i tell you it stands up with anything that they put out in the 80s anything anything uh i you know i i think it's amazing that ivan is still like writing music at this quality and especially if a fan a longtime fan like you are not kind of like rolling their eyes through half the record being like i hope they play the hits at the concert though this is nice <laughs> ivan but it's but you know it's really cool to see that if Ivan showed up and played these new songs, you wouldn't take a bathroom break. And no, you hit the nail on the head with that because 
there's another band from the 80s that just put out a record um and i was really excited for this record and when i heard it and when i put it on i could not believe this was the same band and i don't want to throw them under the bus but it was tears for fears <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> i love tears for fears and i'm a lifelong tears mm. for fears fan J julie and i drove to windsor to go see them live um because yeah. because i had never seen them it was the closest place they were playing and man i put on the new album the tipping point just was very disappointing so i kind of felt when i got the new men without hats record i hope this is really good because his last album was great mm. but it had been you know over 10 years so yeah. how is this going to be and man again part two is phenomenal uh, he put out part one last year and it was covers and there was one new song on it so i was like all right it's 14 new songs on this record 14 songs the track listing the pacing of it is brilliant it starts off and it ends it's like a circle um a lot of people that have heard it of telling me that this is like a companion piece to pop goes the world and pop goes the world to me is one of the most important records in in, in my musical journey so yeah he's accomplished a lot with this and his brother colin is back in the fold um colin mm. was was in the band before he, he had left um and Colin started playing live shows with them again, maybe I guess six, seven years ago. And now he's involved. He was involved with this new record and man, you, you can feel it. You can feel that there's that presence, you know, that, that it just feels right. And, um, I'm gushing a bit because I love Ivan and I love, I, I love men without hats. So I'm excited that we're getting to spend a bit of time with him today. So, um, without any further ado, here's our conversation with Ivan Doris from the band men without hats. All right, uh, really, really happy to have on the Rockman Power Hour with me, um, a gentleman whose uh, career I've been following for quite a while, and uh, he's the lead singer and founding member of Men Without Hats, and they have a new album coming out in March. Um, Ivan, how are you, sir? I'm great. How are you? I'm good, man. I'm good. Um, this has like been, the last couple of years have been, might I say, prolific for you? Because, I mean, the output's been pretty good. Yeah, we, uh, we put out the... Uh... Again, part one, the EP of cover songs right. in September, and as a sort of a, a warm up, opening act for for the new record coming out, twelve new songs. So yeah, we've been we've been working. We recorded about over twenty songs when we were when we were in, in the studio. So we got uh, part three and four in the wings. <laughs> three and four. So three and four already already. Well, there's. I'm just I'm just joking. But we have a lot okay. of songs. We have. There will definitely be a sort of an extended package part three extended package with some uh, some some stuff that didn't make it onto the official records um ever since you guys have started there's always been there always seems to be when there's releases except for a couple but there, there there's there's a trend where there's a lot of parts like part one part two is it, what, do you, what do you attribute that to i don't know just like, <laughs> just what's going on in my head at that point <laughs> sometimes it's good to compartmentalize it and just like i'm gonna put that's part yeah. one yeah um the uh the the new record is coming out march 11th um it's called again part two uh and the song that i've been able to hear uh if the world should end today um there's some lyrics in there that i was thinking about it before we, we jumped on today and i'm like i could easily jump into that song listen to it and say it must be a love song for the first time he saw someone that he fell in love with but then i'm thinking to myself it could be a song about addiction you know, the first time that I, the first time that I, 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 I did a drug that just took my breath away. And, and so 
I don't know. Are you somebody that likes to talk about the lyrics and, and the meanings or are you like someone? Are you, oh are yeah. You someone, yeah. You do. So tell That's me, so tell me a bit about that song. Where was I, what Avenue was I going down where I was right? Was it more the love thing or. Well, yeah, well, it's, it's, it's open to interpretation. You know, I can, I, I sometimes see it as the first time that I saw my, my son coming out of his, out of his mother's body, you know, right. it's like, it's, yeah. it's, it, it can be all kinds of things. It can be, you know, the, it's, and uh, it's, it's, the title is really timely, but I wrote the song quite a while ago. So it was, uh, it was intended as a love song. It was, it was a song about seeing the most beautiful woman in the world for the first time. So uh, it's, uh, but like I say, it's, I'm, I, I love to play around with my lyrics. I love to write yeah. lyrics that have, that have multiple interpretations and, uh, and, or just change one, change two words around and the whole thing takes on a different meaning. I've always, kind of played around with my lyrics like that too so it's part Are, of that the uh the, the covers ep that that preceded this um you know it's funny because i i work at showman montreal and uh as you know you know we we were big supporters of canadian music um and the tragically hip i mean we have played the tragically hip so much um and when i saw you were covering uh blow it high dough i'm like i don't know how i feel about this you know, because I, I, I kind of like as much as I respect I have for the tragically, you, it's like you, it's been you and every other tragically hip fan. <laughs> no, no, but it's, but it's not that. It's not. It's not. It's not necessarily the interpretation. It's just that I, I've kind of like I'm done with the hip. Like I've played oh, that. Yeah. You know, like you know the hips, the hip, and they're amazing. Don't get me wrong, but like when you've heard it as much as I have, it's like okay. But then you know you had a way of doing it that it was it was fresh. What was your approach to 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 putting that together? Well that was the first song like that was the first song i ever heard from them and I, I went to see the their their open you know their first tour yeah at, at at the spectrum in montreal i think it was but it wasn't called this it was something called something else before the spectrum i think it was i forget club montreal or something like that okay and uh yeah and i went to see them i saw i heard the song on on shom yeah I heard, it was their first single uh, Canadian band. Wow, it's a cool song. And uh, I went to see them, went backstage and got to meet the guys, you know. And, uh, and yeah, it's just for me, it's a, it, that's it. It's, you know, for me, I, I love the hip. Yeah. You know, I, I think oh, yeah. Are. I mean, they're, they're, they're national treasures, but mm -hmm. I love Gord just, too. You know, yeah. Gord, Gord is such a great, a great person. And uh, I just, it was just our take on it. You know, the whole thing started, the whole album started as a, as a covers, as a piano voice kind of project that was just going to sort of do re you know uh, you know re versions of of my catalog and and covers yeah. that, I, that i liked but sort of a real intimate kind of piano bar type of thing and uh, the, the hip was one of those songs that was just me and piano and doing a kind of a slow ballet version and it, it mm -hmm. worked you know and then i sort of said to 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 show our, our our guitarist i said i would really i'd really like to hear this like done up like you know hats version like a total hats version of this yeah and that was the first song that we redid we took we took it and we just did a full version of it and i said oh yeah yeah, yeah. we have to i think this is the route we want to go down and when we eventually redid all the all the songs including the cover of safety dance that we had done the no friends of mine yeah and uh that, that was on the part one so uh yeah for me it was it was uh it was just my tribute to 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 canada to the hip to gordon yeah to their message to his message you know it's just something uh, something we had we had a lot of fun doing it and we uh it's, it's you know like i say it's one of my, it's it's probably my favorite favorite hip song it's the first one i ever heard and, and, yeah uh, 
still works for me. Oh yeah, I know. And 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 the thing is, you know, when I when I when I when I saw it on the track list, I was like, oh man, okay. And then I heard it. And I was like, all right, you know, no, because because for me, it's like, all right, tragically hip. I mean, it's kind of, I guess, in Canada, like you know, it's a bit, it's a bit holy grail. Like it's kind of like, oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went, I visited, I visited a few sites, a few, a few hip sites. And, uh, <laughs> where, where's, some, where's, where's there some hate? <laughs> there was some hate. <laughs> I imagine to, to put I imagine, it mildly. <laughs> to put it mildly, there was some hate. Hey, listen, I know, um, I, I know what it's like to cover stuff and have people, um, piss all over it. It's, 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 but you know, at the end of the day, I think you were doing it for the right reason. You just wanted to pay tribute, right? Yeah. We had to get their permission to do it anyway. So that it, they've heard it and they, they okayed it. So did they, did they, did you get, uh, you got some thumbs up from the rest of the guys? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of the things they don't let their thing, they, they control their catalog to a point that they, you know, it has right. to go through them. It has to, it has to definitely go through them. So. Yeah, yeah, we sent it off, and quick answer. Yep, go for it. Good. Well, that, that that obviously it speaks volumes to the respect that you command. So that's a good thing. You know, I know you have very diverse music tastes. Uh, you know, I've seen you. I've seen you in Public Enemy T-shirts. Um, I, I know you. I know you like a lot of music. You're a real music guy. Is there anything that you want to cover in the future that you didn't get a chance to? That you that you've said to yourself, like, oh man, like after doing this exercise, it makes me say, I'd like to do this. I'd like to do this tubular bells oh really i'm working on it now we're working on a on a, on, on a cover of tubular oh bells. that's crazy that's crazy yeah. that's crazy yeah. Tub- yeah that's a haunting piece of music man and it's yeah. funny how that music you know some people know it for for just the piece of music and then some people with exorcist i mean it's just like whew, yeah it's i skipped school i skipped school when that record came out yeah my, fr- my friends and i we, we, we skipped school when we took the bus to Phantasmagoria in Montreal, oh yeah, and to buy it on the day it re- on the release date, line you know just lining up at the cash register with it. Do you, do you remember seeing Exorcist for the first time? Uh, yeah, I do, I do, and uh, I was kind of kind of like it wasn't. I was I, w- I was kind of pissed off that they had used that that people were gonna <laughs> that people were gonna know the the music for for the Exorcist. It's like you know, hey man, this song is longer than like two minutes you know that's like, it that's it that's, <laughs> but that's the crazy thing is that now with pop culture um and especially with you know with with the internet being this 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 gigantic wormhole that you can dive down uh d- depending on how it's presented to you you will know it from this you know some some people will know it from tiktok maybe someone you know so it's it's it very very interesting how music plays a part in pop culture now and how it, it can attach itself to different things and oh, yeah. if you know it you know like I, and I'm sure you know because uh, you know songs like Safety Dance have been attached to so many things in pop culture. It, it's so it, it's it's an exercise that I'm sure you're you're very familiar with. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So tubular bells. Okay, so should we we should expect that on 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 part two or oh, three? I don't know. We're, we're, okay, we're working on it. Like I was going through it and show was like the our guitar player show was like, oh yeah, we have to do this one next album. We have to do this. So so we're giving it a shot. Um, you've been back with your brother for it's been it's been what six years now maybe mm-hmm. a little bit more mm-hmm. um when he came back to the fold was it just did it just feel like like the natural a natural piece of the puzzle was back yeah it was time you know it was we we done our work apart and uh we had a great time he we we complement each other really well you yeah know, in, in studio he he hears a lot of things he's you know i still take he's, he's still my voice teacher now he was really like instrumental in in, in getting the vo- vocal tracks down for the record and everything like that but uh there's also a lot more guitar on this record he's he plays a lot a lot of guitar on on the album so there's a lot more there's, there's a lot more guitar so uh 
yeah, it's uh, it, it was great. We one of his songs is on the record, uh, and uh, that's kind of turning into a tradition to to for me to do one of his one of his uh, numbers. But yeah, no, it was uh, it's been good. And like I say, we complement each other really well, you know, in the production and show to show co-produce the record with us, and uh, it was great. We had, a, we had a lot of fun. It was one of those records where there's not too much pressure and just just a lot of fun. Lot right, of fun. The way music should be made. And this is the first new album. Um, you know, I, I remember when the, the the first new album came out ten years ago, and that was a big yeah. deal. Um, you and I chatted. Uh, you came into the station, and uh, it's it's crazy how time flies, and it's been ten years already since that record yeah. came out. Um, oh, yeah. you, but you've been touring a lot. Um, you've been playing a lot of, um, you've been playing all over. And, and like I said, like, you know, the last, last, I guess the last 10 years for the hats have been prolific and, 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 and active. Um, is it something that you're, you're intending to do with this album cycle as well? Like you, you guys are going to go out and you're going to play now that everything's opening up and. Yeah, we're, uh, we've got a, the, the tours booked. We start in, in the UK in May. Okay, and uh, this year is the 40th, and well, this year and next year because of the release date in Canada and the U.S., uh, these are the 40th anniversaries of Rhythm of Youth of the Safety Dance record. Wow! So we're going to be playing the whole album, in we're going to be doing like two sets and in, in in the show and playing the, the full album, the full Rhythm of Youth album, from start to finish. And uh, we've got the U.K. two weeks in in England, then Europe, the States, and Canada in the fall. And okay nice that's what we've got on the schedule but things things change daily and uh, uh, absolutely no i i i mean you know it's funny because the last i've been i've been talking to people over the last two years and we've been doing a lot of stuff on zoom you know very rarely is stuff in person but um it's a it's a subject that i've covered so much with people that it's it's something i don't even want to bring up anymore because i think mm -hmm. collectively the world's seen the the light at the end of the tunnel i mean this is mm -hmm. this is coming to the end you know it's just we all have to cross our cross our uh dot our i's and cross our t's and uh do you know sign off on the final paperwork and <laughs> i think we're, we're ready to go yeah that's a good time too it's going to start getting warmer and well yeah i mean i listen, think it's going to be a good summer the the last time i saw you play was at the greek in uh in la and it was on um one of these 80s revival shows mm -hmm. these are a lot of fun for fans and uh, and i and i noticed you've been a part of a lot of them yeah. it, i imagine when you're when you're when you're going out with with bands like this it's got to be a bit like a a bit of a high school reunion, especially when you've done some tours with some of these bands already. It, it, oh, yeah. It's got to end up being a bit like summer camp. It is. I mean, like I, I almost feel like I'm a part of a flock of seagulls now. You know, like right. I, <laughs> yeah. I feel like a member, of the, and it's great. Like you know, Gordon Depp is from the Spoons, is plays guitar with them now. So it's, I mean, it's it's like it's like a big family. We've been, I know we've been doing tours with them for like ten years now. Like you know, it's like yeah, Wang Chung. Uh, yeah. You know, and and these tours go everywhere too. I mean, they, they, there's cruises. There's we did uh, we did a we did shows in in Dominican Republic. I mean, they, they just go they're they're all over the place. These guys, so it's it's cool. That's it's it's really a lot of fun. Uh, are there any friendships that you might have struck up with some of the guys in those bands that you didn't think would have happened? Like the Mike Score from from Flock of Seagulls. You know, there's there's one. You know, yeah, way back when. You know, you think, oh boy, I'm gonna. There's a guy I'm going to be hanging out with in 40 years, you know. <laughs> and no, it's great. It's it, it's a, like I say, it's a big family, and yeah, and, every, and everybody and, and like the, the competition is gone. Everybody's yeah. out there, you know. If the guys are out there, they're out there to have fun. Let me tell you, yeah. they're not they're not out there because they have to. So it's 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 a whole it's a whole different ball game. It's 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 a lot of fun. 
Well, that's a common theme that I, that I, um, I, I tend to get from or, or hear from artists that have had success, taken a bit of a break and come back to uh, I, not like, I don't want to say a second win, but come back to a second career later on in life. There's more of an appreciation. I don't know if, I imagine it comes with maturity um, where you're just, you just appreciate things a little bit more and, and, and the grind isn't there like it was the first time around where it's everything's, you know, you're, when you're first going out as a, as a musician, it's tunnel vision. You're just thinking about what's happening, you know, the next show, the next achievement, you're not soaking anything in, but I imagine now you're able to actually enjoy it a bit. Oh yeah. No, the first time around, it was like being on a hockey team, you know, it was like, <laughs> seriously, the, yeah. you know, there's only, there's only so many like top 10, there's only so many places on the top 10, you know, there's, there's, it's, you know, you're fighting for chart positions, you're fighting for clubs, you're fighting for venues, you're fighting for yeah. opening act spots, you're fighting for, you know, you're fighting for attention in the newspaper and in, in the media, the, you know, the, for the MTV guys to come out and see your show instead of somebody else's. Yeah, it's it's it it was a lot of competition, a lot of pressure, a lot of lot of like you know, and like you say, like now it's there's there's no pressure. There's it's 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 fun. We've all we've all done our job, and and you know, it's if we're pushing something new, it's it's like it's not getting in the way of what whatever they're pushing new to, you know. So it's like it's not it's it's not uh, like it used to be. Right. Um, as you know, I mean, I, I'm a big hats fan, uh, big supporter. Uh, and the yeah, yeah well, it's it's it. You know the record that's really important to me is uh, is Pop Goes the World. Um, I I'm still wondering why that album has not been reissued on vinyl. And do you do, can you see that happening in the future? I can, I can. Yeah, it's uh, it's all companies buying 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 other companies and warehouses burning down and stuff like that. It's all it's all uh, it's all tied in with that. But uh, well, if you like Pop Goes the World, Jay, you're going to like the new one because with the People I've played it for. That's the album that they most they most uh, you know sort of tie it to. Kind of the vibe I got when I listened to uh, "If the World Should End Today." It kind of gave me that same kind of feeling. Um, mm. And you know, I, you know, I, I just say it in passing, but that record that record is very very important to me um, because at the time of my life, you know, I was I think I was 15 years old and I was very lost, very very lost, um, and I just remember some of those lines from some of those songs, like "Oso la mio," you know. Mother, mother, can't you see something's wrong inside of me? I mean, man, like, you know, you're talking about a little kid who's losing himself in drugs and alcohol and, and mm -hmm. has no direction. So um, that's why I really, uh, you've been somebody that's, whose lyrics, and I think this happens when, when you're a fan of music, sometimes lyrics will grab you, um, you attach to them. And then all of a sudden you have this relationship with the lyricist and that it goes throughout their career. Um, you, you understand what I'm saying, right? Cause I'm sure. Yeah, of course. That. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So um that that's why for me it's like we must protect pop goes the world that album must get its respect <laughs> it must get its its playthrough from start to finish because it's yeah. a great it, it really really is a, a, a an incredible album and and i know you get pigeonholed as you know you're the safety dance guy and i have this argument with people all the time there's a lot more to to ivan than just that song listen to pop goes the world and most people when they do listen to that record from start to finish they get it mm -hmm. well actually rolling stone voted us number one two hit wonder so <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, so so you're telling me that um so, so again part two has a lot of of, of those shades yeah those. yeah it's a lot whereas the last record there was you know it was kind of techno and in, in scope and, and yeah and this one is a lot more organic has a lot more of that big sort of feeling that pop goes the world had with yeah the more orchestral stuff and everything and uh and yeah it's it's got little the, the little interludes and everything like that that pop goes the world had and and uh, a lot more stuff going on 
Oh, I'm dying to hear it now. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the uh, it, you know it's it's funny because the the one thing that uh, that a lot of people attach themselves to uh, when it comes to men without hats is um, you know is nostalgia. But I I really do believe, like you said, like with the last album and then with the, you know the promise of this one, this band has always been kind of moving forward since you've relaunched. Um, for you though, you're comfortable with the fact that pe- there there are some people that come to hear the, the two songs. You know that, oh. right? Absolutely. That's why yeah. we uh, we actually play Safety Dance first in the set, and uh, we play it again at the end. We play the forty-five version, yeah, the single version at the beginning of the show, and uh, and then the twelve-inch version at the end. You know, like Wang Chung gave me that idea. We were on tour with them, and and the first time they, the first night, they come out and they played everybody Wang Chung tonight with their opening song, and I was like, wow, like what what a concept, you know? You're yeah. playing the song that everybody's waiting for, and you give it to them right after the bat. And they lit the fuse. The crowd was on fire for the rest of the show. Like any, they could have, you know, played a, you know, like a, a, a samba music, and the crowd would have gone crazy. You know, like it was. They really, it really, really worked. So we we nabbed that trick off them, and so that's it. We open up with safety dance. I fully, you know, totally. Whereas back back in the days, I was I couldn't understand why people wanted to hear safety dance. I was yeah. like, oh, you guys are nuts. Like I got like a million more songs are way better than that. Like let's go. Like I I got songs I haven't recorded yet. They're like listen to this. You know. Yeah. And people are screaming, living in China, and I'm almost, almost jumping into the crowd to pummel the guy, you know? So it's like, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's a different, uh, you, you, you grow up, it's maturity, like you say, it's uh, getting older. That's it, and the, and, and the appreciation, you know, um, for, 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 you know, for what people appreciate and, and not really caring anymore what, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, but I know what you mean. It's like, I, I'm sure there were times when you played where you didn't play safety dance on purpose, right? Oh, no, I'm pretty sure I played safety dance. <laughs> <laughs> every show I've ever done in my life. Uh, don't get me wrong. I, I, it's something that I look forward to also because it's, it's, it brings so much joy to people that I just, I, I feel like I'm a, I've probably said this to you before, but I feel like I'm a, like it's a traveling museum and I'm a curator presenting yeah. some, some artifact, you know, that, that, that people just totally get off on, you know, it's, it's so much larger than me. You know, the people know yeah. the song, they know the song. They don't even know the title. Half the world doesn't even know what the song is called, you know, let alone know that I, I wrote it. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's such a, an amazing thing, you know, to hear, to, to have that. I mean, it's like, I don't mind being a one hit wonder, two hit wonder. It's like, it's like, it's always better than a no hit wonder. So it's, uh, I'll take it. And there's no, and you don't, you know, I've seen you play so many times. Um, there's no of you going through the motions. I mean, you, you are out there, you're happy and you're, 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 you're convincingly oh, yeah. playing it. You're, you you do not look like you're just dying that in for a check. So I can, yeah. uh, I can, I can attest to that. Um, I, I just want to ask you about Wang Chung really quickly because um, Wang Chung, you know, obviously are known for their big hits, but also they were incredible at scoring films. Um, yeah, one of my favorite yeah. soundtracks to live and die in LA. In LA, yeah. Yeah. I mean, great film and great soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of going down that road and, and scoring stuff? I did. I tried a bit. It, uh, it, it, it was, it was fun. It was something, you know, but this it's, uh, it's not something that I got that I would, that I was drawn to like, you know, more than that. So yeah. Uh, like Tangerine dream and stuff. Like it's not something you could see yourself. I don't, not at this point anyway, not at this point. Okay. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think you'd, is it because you'd have an issue with the director coming in and saying that this doesn't work and you'd be like, fuck it and leave. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know if I'd be too picky or something to, 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 you know, have to have to see the movie and think about it for a while to, yeah. to give my, to give my answer. You know, like, I don't, I don't know. I had, um, 
uh, Ian Anderson on the podcast uh, about a month and a half ago. And of course I had to bring up um, on Tuesday. Uh, I got his, I got his story on how that came together. Can you tell me your story on how that came together? Well, we got, uh, besides the fact that I was lifelong Jethro Tell fan, we had a common friend. It was Derek Shulman, the lead singer for Gentle Giant. Okay. And he was the guy who signed me, uh, who signed the Pop Goes the World album to Polygram in the States. He was vice president A&R, Derek Shulman was. And uh, back in the days, back in the 60s and 70s, Gentle Giant used to open up for Jethro Tull. And so they were, they, you know, they, they, they knew each other and Derek was, it was Derek's idea. Derek just said, Hey, I think this, you know, given the whole like safety dance video medieval kind of vibe, I think, why don't we try to keep it going with, with Ian Anderson. And I I mean, I'm, like I say, I'm a lifelong Jethro Hotel fan. So yeah, it, uh, it was great. We were in, we were doing the record at, I think we were at Eden Studios in England, in London. He came in for the day and did it, and he was a total pro, total uh, awesome dude, awesome, awesome musician. Like really, you know, you, I was always, you know, you're always sweating a bit when you got this legend coming in. You you don't want to be telling him what to do. Like, oh, no, sorry, that's you know, could you play that a little, you know, slower or whatever, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's not the right, exactly the right note there, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and especially in I don't know if you listen to on Tuesday every there's a lot of different there's you know little subtle intricacies oh, yeah. in yeah, yeah, in yeah. the flute line, mm-hmm. and he knew everyone. He'd obviously he'd obviously done his homework well, and he was prepared and and it was, it was awesome. It was totally great. Well, you can hear it in the performance on the recording that I mean, there's there's a lot of there was a lot of thought that was put into that. He didn't just you know just didn't do you know he just didn't do a few notes and then. You know, it didn't it doesn't sound like something that was copy and pasted together? It sounds like no, something no, no. that was. It sounds like there, you know, and you can hear his breath in there. You can hear a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. There is there. There was no copy and paste in those days. I mean, that's it. it was, that, that's what it I mean. All, it's all it's all organic. It's all live. Every every single note that's on that song is is different than the one preceding and the one after. So. Yeah, it's like watching these uh, these new metal drummers trying to uh, emulate what uh, Michelle does from Voivod, and they're like, "Well, I, I'll just fix it in the mix." No, Michelle never fixed anything in the mix. He just played yeah. the song. Um, I was just talking. I was just talking to Michelle. His their new, their new records doing really well too. I'm oh happy. yeah, yes. It, well, we had we, he was our guest last week and uh, or two weeks yeah. ago, and uh, I mean, just you know, and I know you're a big big supporter of Voivod and a big fan of Voivod. Mm-hmm. I do have to ask you. Uh, you know, you were kind enough it's about a year and a half ago to accept an invitation to, uh, to do a cover song that we were doing oh, yeah, called Kings. Yeah, of, well, we so. had this little project called the Kings of quarantine and um, it was, it was put together to, to help raise money for, uh, for out of work roadies. Cause at the beginning of this pandemic, I mean, everyone is out on their ass with no work musicians um, and road crew, but you know, the, the road crew were the ones that really, really lost the revenue stream across the board. You know, some musicians would have, you know, maybe royalties coming in to be able to sell some merch, um, maybe they had a bit of a cushion, but roadies, a lot of them work, you know, living paycheck to paycheck, having your whole industry pulled out from under you. Um, it wasn't a pretty sight. So we put together the Kings of Quarantine and you, you accepted and uh, man, I mean, this thing was, it was a beast of a project. And uh, the reaction from people was like, I never thought I would see men without hats and brutal truth on the same song. Like just, just oh, yeah. all of that. Um, did you have a good I time? Did you have a good time awesome doing that? Time. 
oh, I had a great time, great time, and I got I got so much love for that. It was it just my my mailbox is uh, still getting comments from that. You know, it's um, it was great. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. nobody nobody was expecting it. And it was uh, it would worked out really well. You guys did an awesome job. Hats off. Yeah, and it was uh, no pun intended. <laughs> and uh, and and what was great about it is that um, the reaction that we got from Faith No More was uh, was was genuine. I mean, every member of that band reached out in one way or another, um, and uh-huh. to the point where you know Billy Gould and, and Mike Borden from Faith No More played on on uh, the, you know the second to the last one that we did. So um, thank you for doing that, and uh, and I'm glad I'm glad you were a part My of pleasure. that because to me it was putting that thing together um, was one of the coolest things I've ever done. And, and it's one of these things where I kind of took it in stride and I let it go, but having you a part of that and then having all these other people being a part of it that have been along, you know, my musical journey and then other people's musical journeys and just seeing all these people slam together um, and create something really cool like that was, was fun. So I'm glad you were yeah, a part it was, of it. You know, so thanks again. Thanks again for asking me. Yeah. Well, come on, man. It was a pleasure. So uh, March 11th, new album comes out. We're going to be getting some tour dates. You're going to be hitting Canada in the fall. Um, is there anything else people should know? That's about it. But, you, know, <laughs> you can still dance if you want to. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I can't wait to get out there, actually. I just, uh, it's been a while. We did a couple of shows last year. We did some shows in the States and uh, shows in, like, in Canada, but they were out, they were outdoors. They were like sort of all outdoors. So this is going to be the first week we have some, we have some, some, O2 club shows in, in, in England and London and a few other places for a couple of weeks. So that'll be our first venture back into the, uh, into a, a club circuit, like the indoor venues. So it's going to be interesting. It'll be fun. It's been a well, while. I appreciate you taking the time as always and, um, and continued success. Be safe out there. And I look forward to seeing you on the road soon. Okay. Thank you, Jason. See you soon. Man, I got to hear not only this new album, but I also have to hear Pop Goes the World because the way you were talking about it, and it's just really, what I loved about what Ivan said is just like, like someone, or as he jokes, two hit wonders, people think, uh, you know, all they want to do is hear this song that he finds, not silly, but but he's like, we have such better songs, please listen to other songs. And it reminds me of the days when, Red Hot Chili Peppers would release Under the Bridge, but nobody would be aware of the funk masterpiece that Blood, Sex, Sugar, Magic was. And it really makes me think, well, why the fuck have I not looked into Men Without Hats more, given the fact that I'm usually the guy saying, oh, yeah, Pretty Fly for a White Guy is the worst song on Americana. (laughs) Like, I know better. Jason, I know better. There is a plethora of 80s artists that I assume have one song, I'm a fucking hypocrite. Yeah, but I'm no. more aware that 90s punk bands, their worst song is usually the one you know. Well, that that's the thing. You know, it, it, like you're saying, it, it's they're a band that was very easy to fall into the, um, oh, yeah, they're, they're just that. But they're not. They're not. There's so much more than that. And and I, I've always been somebody that when, ever since I'm a kid, when I get into a band, <clears throat> a song will drive me in. When I get into a band, a song will drag me in, but I'll stay and I'll do the record. Like I'll start from the beginning and I'll and I'll finish with the end. And and once I'm a fan, I'm a fan for life. And um and I'll always give the band a chance. But at one point, sometimes you're like, all right, the band's kind of fallen off for me. There's nothing new there. But I'll live with the memories. Not with Men Without Hats. I can tell you that without um without any hesitation that the new record's phenomenal. 
again, part two, it's out everywhere now. Um, and, uh, and go see them when they're, go see them live because they're great live. I, and Ivan's voice, we didn't really, we talked about it a little bit in the interview, but I want to say this to you, Ryan, Ivan's mm -hmm. voice is as good as it was before, if not better, his voice just gets fucking better. And I don't understand because <laughs> I'm a singer, you know, my voice sucks compared to the way it used to be. I'm older. I just can't do what I used to do. This guy mm. is. I didn't mean getting... to be, mm, as in I'm agreeing with, I'm not. It's but okay. I was just like, I, I was a <laughs> conversational grunt to be like, mm, good point. <laughs> you I'm suck. Like, Wait a second. Did I just agree to his detriment? It's okay. Sorry. Don't worry about it. Yeah. No, but but he the thing is he works at it. You know, he he has a vocal coach. His brother works with him on his vocals. He he helps him. He he warms up. He 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 does, you know, he takes care of his instruments. So um, anyways, I, I look at I could talk about Ivan all day, but we had a great conversation with him. Go check out the new album um and go watch their website for tour dates because there are tour dates coming and uh, and it was an absolute pleasure to welcome them and i also want to thank our brand new title sponsor heartbeat hot sauce um you can check them out online at www.hotbeatheartsauce.com uh they make great hot sauce there's a ton of varieties and it really really works on anything that you eat um it's great and it's not overbearing so check them out that is their logo they are small batch fermenters as you see here heartbeat hot sauce this is um the red habanero which is great and uh, they are from thunder bay ontario some great canadian people doing some great stuff with hot sauce your bottle will be like this when you get it and then it will look like this eventually <laughs> this is how it should look all messed up and gummy and you've been using it all day but heartbeat hot sauce thanks for having them on as our title sponsor. We really, really appreciate that. And uh, without any further ado, thank you, Ryan. I appreciate you being around as always. You're the best. Um, I thank our producer, Julia Kajerski. Thanks to Heartbeat Hot Sauce. And thanks to Ivan Doris, Chuck and Men Without Hats. And we will see you next week on the Rockman Power Hour. <laughs>